Welcome. You're listening to the podcast of First Church in Woodland, California, Pastor Timothy Wisnett. We're so glad you could join us. And we pray that this message you're listening to today is a blessing to your day. And I want to invite you also to visit us online at firstchurch.app to get connected with us and learn about our service and upcoming events. And uh, we hope that we can connect with you and see you soon. Turn in our Bibles. We're going to go to the book of Zechariah in your Bible. Zechariah, in case you don't know, is right before Malachi. So if you go to Matthew and you go back to, that's how you get to Zechariah quick. Amen. Zechariah chapter number four, and we're going to read verse number six. We're going to read a number of verses here. I want to preach to you what I feel in the Holy Ghost uh, this week. You know, with not with uh, Pastor letting me know that I would be here to speak. I was just, you know, just praying and just seeking the Lord about what I could share with the church. And, and I had a few things prepared, but then God just put this in my spirit so heavy. I just wept under the power of the Holy Ghost. And I, I, I just want you to know, I, I, I come here with something I really feel that our church needs to grasp here today. Amen. And so let's go to Zechariah chapter four. We're going to read verse number six. The scripture says, Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Verse 7 says, Who art thou, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel thou shalt become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof, with shoutings, crying, grace, grace unto it. But the scripture also tells us this. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house. His hands shall also finish it. Somebody say, he'll finish it. And thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts hath sent me unto you. For who hath despised the day of small things for they shall rejoice and shall see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel with those seven they are the eyes of the Lord which run to and fro through the whole earth somebody says he sees me verse number 11 says then answered I and said unto him what are these two olive trees upon the right side of the candlestick and upon the left side thereof what are these two somebody say these two and i i answered again and said unto him what be these two olive branches which which through the golden pipes empty the golden oil out of themselves and ants he answered me and said knowest thou not what these be and I said, no, my Lord. Then he said, these are the two anointed ones. Somebody say the two anointed ones that stand by the Lord of the whole earth. Amen. I feel like God is in this place in such a powerful way. I want to encourage you for just a few moments to help me pray over the rest of this service. Help us pray to prepare ourselves for what God has for us today. Would you lift your hands and lift your voice and help me pray? Jesus, 
we thank you for your presence that we feel so strong in this place. We thank you for your faithfulness. Hallelujah, that you will do mighty things. And it's not by our might, it's not by our own power, but it's by your spirit. God, I pray that you would speak to your people here today in this service, not from anything that I can do, but God, let your word minister. Let your word thunder in them like you did in me, God. I pray that you would speak in this house in a powerful way. Lord, have your way, I pray, in this place, Lord. Change lives in this place, Lord. Let your spirit rain down in this place, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise for it because we believe you're going to have your way today. Hallelujah. Why don't we just worship him together? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated at this time. I want to preach for just a little while here on this thought here today. Together, we can advance further. Together, we can advance further. It is no secret to the child of God that there is power when we are partnered together with one another. It's no secret because even in the earthly world that we live, they understand this concept that when two are partnered together or three are partnered together, much more can be accomplished. I'll just give an earthly example. It's pretty easy to move a couch in your living room with two people. Even if it has that fold-out bed in it, it's not very hard to move if you have two people. But if it has that fold-out bed, and there's just one of you, and you're anything like my wife, you're going to move that thing all by yourself. And it's going to happen in the name of Jesus. But it, had, it could have happened a lot easier had you had just another person to help. This principle is echoed through the word of God. That two, the writer of Ecclesiastes says, two are better than one. Because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. Praise God. Let me just pause on that for just a moment and say, it pays to be a part of a church. It pays to be close to the people of God. Don't be distracted by what's happening in the world. Don't get so influenced by what's happening in the world or for people that only live in the world and do not live for God. Because if you're partnered instead with somebody who is a child of God, there's going to no doubt be a time that you're going to need to lean on that person. There's going to no doubt be a time that you're going to feel a little weak in your legs from standing on this thing called living for God. And you're going to need to lean on your brother. You're going to need to lean on your sister because God designed it this way. You need somebody to lean on. 
You need somebody to partner with. Because we all have times that we're a little weak. We all have times where the world begins to just influence us. And just the filth that it has just kind of gets on us. And we need to have each other to stand in this thing. I love what our pastor says all the time. He says, take somebody by the hand. In this altar, he says that. Take someone by the hand. Agree with them. Because when you take them by the hand, you're strengthening them. And they are strengthening you. Whether you believe it or not, you need that hand. You don't need just these two hands. But it's necessary to lift each other up. Lift each other up. This world has tore down each other enough. There needs to be a church in Woodland, California that has their mind made up that I'm going to lift my brother up. I'm going to lift him up. I'm going to lift her up because they are my family. God, give us a burden to lean on each other. Because it says, but woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. That's a bad place to be in. That's what the devil would want more than anything in your life, is for you to be isolated and to fall down. You see, the only difference between a righteous man and an unrighteous man is the righteous man got back up. But the writer who had such wisdom that God had given him, Solomon, he understood that woe to him that falleth when he is alone. We've got to be with somebody else or there's risk in that. We talk about it all the time in my, my, my workplace. We do a risk assessment. We want to understand before we engineer anything if there is any fail point at all. We scrutinize every fail point and we try to strengthen it because we don't want risk. It's risky to be alone. Nobody is Superman in here. Nobody is Wonder Woman in here. We've got to partner with each other for when we fall down, they can lift us up. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And the scripture continually uh, tells us of the importance of this. That we give accountability to one another by being there for one another. But I want to take us to another level with this message. And I hope this is okay here today. Because it's not only that we partner together so that we can just support each other. And that's necessary. Praise God. But it's also that we partner together so that we may advance. Because the church is not stagnant. The church has not grown to its complete capacity here today. The church 
does not have a good enough prayer time. The church has not won enough souls into the kingdom of God. But this church needs to be an advancing church. And if it is going to be an advancing church, it's going to happen because we are together in this thing. It's going to happen because we are working together in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah, the Lord moved in my spirit in this scripture in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse number 30 tells us this. It says, how should one chase a thousand and two put ten thousand to flight except their rock had sold them and the Lord had shut them up for their rock is not as our rock. Even our enemies themselves being judges. Another translation of verse 31 says, For their rock is not as our rock. Our enemies are by themselves. You see, the principle of one can put a thousand to flight and two can put ten thousand to flight is not in the number of people itself. You see, the writer that had, or the, the, the prophet who had spoken this uh, was explaining the, the, the factor that would enable them to have that multiplication. The factor that enabled them to have such growth, 1,000 to 10,000, just between one and two, was that God was in it. Yeah. Hallelujah. That God, their rock. Hallelujah, allowed it. He had sold them. He, he allowed it to happen. The Lord had shut them up. The Lord worked through the two. And that's how they could put the 10,000 to flight. It happens because God is in it. And when God is in it with more than one, incredible things can happen. It can be incredible that the one can put 1,000 to flight. That's incredible. But the writer gave us a little insight here to say it's not just one can put a thousand. But it's bigger than that. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I think that's pretty cool that one can put a thousand. But he didn't just say that. He was trying to teach them a principle. And it's that when God's working, yes, one can put a thousand. And that's good. But I've got something even better. But I've got some advancement that's even better for the people of God. I've got a secret formula for you that God can make one to put a thousand, but he can also make two to put ten thousand. There's more when we are partnered together in this thing. We can advance further together. Hallelujah. He's a God that does exceeding abundantly. Hallelujah. I believe Paul could write it that way because he had a whole church of believers and not just him by himself. God can work through you by yourself. Hallelujah. But he can work much more. He can work ten times more when it's just two. Hallelujah. Just imagine what he can do if there were just three. Hallelujah. Ten more than that. Hallelujah. 
It's multiplication that our God is doing when the people of God are together. I pray the people of God get a revelation of together. I'm not in this by myself. I'm not alone in this thing. The Gentiles are all alone. When they go to battle, they only have the numbers they have on the field. But we have a heavenly host that's behind us. We have a God that can do the impossible that's behind us. And so our numbers don't just equate to themselves, but our numbers are exponential. Oh, praise God. Okay, I'm just going to go full nerd on you here, okay? A little bit of math here for you. Y'all remember geometry. You remember, remember math. You're trying to forget it, yes. Praise God. If you've ever seen a graph that has a line that just goes straight from corner to corner. They have a name for that. Or it never has any dip or anything at all. It's just a straight line of any type. What do they call that? They call that a linear graph. It is a linear function. It can only grow with its input. But then there's this other type of function. It's called an exponential function. And it's usually represented with squared. I'm taking you all to math class here. X squared. If you draw X squared with a, with, a, with a graph, it makes like a vase. And it just goes up. I wish I would have gave you a visual. As it goes further along, the line goes straight up. And it advances at a far more just massive rate than a linear graph can go. That linear graph, it, can, it might be able to just go straight up. But over time, the exponential graph, over the same amount of time, is going to be multiples of the linear graph. It's because it has a factor in it. We have a factor in our lives. That's the principle of Deuteronomy. I'm not in this by myself. I'm not doing this alone. And if you're doing it alone, then you're doing it wrong. I'm sorry, I'm just going to say it. If you're trying to live for God in your flesh, you're doing it alone and you're doing it wrong. But if you partner with God and you partner with your brother and you partner with the church, there's going to be an exponential increase. There's going to be multiples of blessing, multiples of favor, multiples of fruit. It's not fair, the favor that I have. It's not fair the blessing that I walk in because I'm a child of God and the Lord has given them up to me. He works on our behalf. We got to change. We got to change our language. Brother Chase, we got to change our, how we talk. We need to change it a little bit. We say this. We say the Lord is working for me. 
God's working for me. God's working on me. He's not working on me. He's working on us. We're the family of God. And if it's in us, it grows so much more. It becomes so much greater. God can do a greater work through us than he could ever do through me. And I've come to tell you today that I need you, Brother Chase. I need you to be praying with me. I need you to be partnered with me. I need you, Brother Lucas. I need you, Brother Abraham, because I want to see everything God has for me. I don't want just a little bit. I don't want the minimum. I want the maximum in God. Together, we can advance further. Together, we can reach more. Together, we can put 10,000 to fight in Jesus' name. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. The Bible tells us that the nation of Israel, under their new king, they ended up in a situation where they just had two swords in the camp. And so they left one sword with Jonathan and his army. And they left the other sword with his father, with Saul. And Saul took his sword and he sat under a pomegranate tree. After he had disobeyed the Lord too and gave the sacrifices himself. We need to obey God. Amen. But Jonathan... He said, you know what? We could take them. We could take these guys. The Bible tells us it became an innumerable army of theirs. They had about 6,000 with the Israelites, and then it dwindled and it changed. And, but they couldn't even count how many Philistines there were all of a sudden surrounding them. And they got two swords left because guess who made all the swords? The Philistines did. Well, that wasn't a good idea, was it? Make your own blacksmith, right? Praise God. Some of you need to start your own business. Hallelujah. Just speaking that in the Holy Ghost. Amen. <laughs> I'm prophesying here. Praise God. <laughs> hey, if you do and God blesses you, I know he will. I know he will. Just don't say that Brother Garza told you to, okay? Don't, don't, don't say that. <laughs> but they just had two swords left, probably dull swords. Because I don't think they got the best swords. And Jonathan, he looks at his armor bearer and he says, hey, you know what? What, is, what does he say? He says this. He says that Jonathan said to the young man in 1 Samuel 14 and 6, he said uh, to the young man that bear his armor, come, let us go over unto the garrison of these uncircum uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us. It might be that God will do something if we would just take our sword and we would go together. If we would just take our sword and take my brother and go, it may be that the Lord will work for us. And he said this, for there is no restraint. There's no restraint to the Lord to save by many or by a few. He can save with many. He can save with a few. But he understood I needed at least a few. I needed somebody with me. 
because two can put 10,000 to flight. They already promised it in, the, in their book of the law. With just two, the Lord can work in a greater way than just one. So Jonathan snuck away with someone he could trust and said, it may be that the Lord will work for us in faith. And with their one sword and two brothers, they did more than Saul could do. Hanging out, having a pity party under the pomegranate tree. Because they, they made an oath and they, they said, if, the Lord, if they invite us over, then we know the Lord has given us the victory. And so they go, they go between these rocks and people have preached on the rocks. I've preached on the rocks too. Praise God. But that's not the message today. It's a powerful story. But the, the fact of the matter is they went in and they just began to fight some dudes. And these are bad dudes. They, they just took out 20 of them. 20 of them. I have never taken 20 people in a fight. Have you, Brother Chase? No. But they took out between the two of them, the 20. Praise God. And then a great earthquake came. And the ground began to shake. And they began to be all kinds of confused. And they destroyed themselves. Hallelujah. And it, the Bible tells us something interesting. I find interesting. It says that there were some of the Israelites who were held captive under the Philistines. And as this earthquake began to happen, they saw what was happening and they picked up a sword. They had deliverance and they joined the fight. I come to tell you that if there are two who will do something for God, who will light themselves on fire for God, I come to tell you, you're going to do more than you ever thought you could do. You're going to reach others that are bound in chains because you partnered with your brother, because you partnered with your sister. You're going to find captives and they're going to be set free. And they destroyed the Philistines that day. It was a great victory and it didn't make any sense because the equation works. My brother and me plus God, we can do anything between us. We can conquer kingdoms between us. We can set the captives free in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 16 that Paul and Silas were thrown into the inner prison. No doubt they were tired. No doubt they were cold. No doubt they had a reason to complain. Right? You ever been in a bad situation? If you're human, probably. Amen. But what are you doing with your brother? Is what I want to ask you about Acts 16. When you find yourself unfairly, unjustly locked up, what are you going to do about it? Because the Bible tells us that about midnight, all the way to midnight, I don't like to be up at midnight. I want to be in bed, asleep. If you call me at midnight, 
I'm probably going to pray for you in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and with stammering lips, praise God. And they were there, and they began to sing praises to God. They had a worship service. They were singing, get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Amen? They began to sing their favorite song. And they began to sing praises to God. And the Bible specifically says in verse 25 that they sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard them. There's prisoners that hear what you have to say. Your life is a testimony. Is it a testimony of negative things? Or is it a testimony of the goodness of God? What do the prisoners around you hear? Do they hear the good things of God? Do they hear the worship that's on your lips? Or do they hear complaining on your lips? Come on, Paul told the Corinthian church, he said, don't be like them that they murmured and complained in the desert. He's telling the church that. He's talking against that, mur that murmuring spirit. I rebuke that in Jesus' name. There's too many people around me that need to hear the goodness of God. They don't need to hear the devils I fight. They don't need to hear the pain that I live in. They don't need to hear about how life has been hard on you. They need to hear your worship to God because if they'll hear your worship to God, they could be set free. With my brother. With my sister. We're going to praise God together. We're going to dance before the Lord together. There's a reason we have a praise team. Because any one of these singers, they could sing and it would be great. But it's because we've got to magnify God together. We've got to give God some praise together. Because if there's more than one, the Lord can save by many or he can save by a few. In the name of Jesus. Not only did the prisoners hear them. He cut out my heart, I may have my heart. You ought to read Acts 16 every day. Not only did the prisoners hear them, but God heard them. God heard their cry. God heard their worship, even in a bad season, and he set them free. They want to worship God. Had he not even let them out. But I believe God in his infinite wisdom said, you know what? I could probably shake this earthquake just right to where all these chains fall off. Wouldn't that be cool, Gabriel? He probably said to an angel there, you know. Wouldn't that be pretty cool if we did that? Yeah, I think so. It's him that works. It's not that. I'm good. It's not that my brother's good. But it's that I've got the right attitude. And we're on the same page. And because we're on the same page. And we serve the same God. 
because we're on the same page and we serve the same God, there's no telling what God can do. There's no telling what can open up in your life. There's no telling who's going to be saved around you. Hallelujah. I proclaim it in the name of Jesus. Souls will be saved. Hallelujah. The book of Ezra tells us, I've got to hurry here. It tells us in Ezra chapter 3 and verse number 8, it says that in the second year of their coming unto the house of God at Jerusalem, these, these, these guys that we're talking about in the scripture, they were under the Babylonian captivity, but they were set free. They were released and they were sent back to Jerusalem. They had a burden to build the house of God. It says this, in the second month began Zerubbabel, the son of Shetiel, and Jeshua, the son of Z Z uh, Jud Zodak, and the remnant of their brethren, and the priests and the Levites, and all that were come out of the captivity unto Jerusalem. It's okay to laugh. Praise God. And appointed the Levites from 20 years old and upward to set forward the work of the house of the Lord. These two guys, they began to get it together. They said, you know what? We got to rebuild the house of God. We got to do it. Cyrus has decreed that we have the resources to do it. We just need some hands to build this thing. We've got to get it done because we have got to have the temple of God again because it is the temple of God where the presence of God would fall in that day. They said, we've got to build something for God. Hallelujah. And then the scripture tells us in verse number 12, it says, but many of the priests, somebody say many, many. and Levites and chief of the fathers who were ancient men that had seen the first house when the foundation of this house was laid before their eyes. They wept with a loud voice. You see, in Ezra chapter 3, they did it. They laid the foundation of the building. They had the ground ready of where the building would be built. And they had all worked together to make it happen. Somebody say they made it happen. They made it happen together, praise God. And those that saw the original temple, they began to weep, the Bible says, with a loud voice, and shouted aloud for joy so that the people could not discern the noise of the shout of joy from the noise of the weeping of the people. That sounds like an apostolic service on a Sunday morning. For the people shouted with a loud shout and the noise was heard afar off. I've come to tell you we've got to rejoice with them that rejoice. Those that are doing something for God partnered together. We ought to shout. We ought to worship even if we've seen what it was before and it's just a foundation. We've got to give God praise that someone partnered together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But this was a long process. Brother Chase, it took 21 years to rebuild the temple that was there. You remember they were in captivity for 70 years and Jeremiah and the other prophets prophesied that they'd come back and they'd build the walls. That's what Nebuchadnezzar's you know, burden was for and that they would rebuild the temple. That's who Zer what Zerubbabel was trying to do. And in our text, I read that Zechariah prophesied during this process He's prophesying, and the Lord speaks to him and gives him this vision of these olive trees, and it's such a beautiful picture. But that's where we find in our Bible that the word of the Lord was unto Zerubbabel, 
the man building the temple, the man building this place and had worked and labored so hard and it seemed impossible. The Lord spoke to him through the prophet Zechariah and said, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Who art thou, O great mountain? Zerubbabel had a friend, Joshua. And together they were in this thing. And the Lord gave him some encouragement to say, Who are you, great mountain? What is this big thing that cannot be done? I can do it, the Lord is saying. Not because of your intellect. Not because you're smart enough. Not because you're strong enough. Not because you have the right tools or the right power. But it's by my spirit. God is, was telling Zerubbabel through the prophet that I can do the work. I can allow you to complete the work. And it's going to happen because I am in it. Because I work with many and I work with a few. Hallelujah. And the Lord asked him, he said, you don't know what this means? This beautiful, this beautiful picture I've given you of these candles and the olive trees and the oil flowing from the olive trees. You don't, really, you don't know what that means, Zechariah? I always find that so funny that God asks these prophets these questions because I have no idea what that means. <laughs> yeah, Lord, it's, it's, it's crystal clear. I think that God in his infinite wisdom said, I want to paint this picture so that you could see how I work. Zechariah, Zerubbabel, Joshua, I want you to see it for yourselves. Praise God. Because at the end he says, knowest thou not what these be? And I said, no, my Lord. Then said he, these are the two anointed ones that stand by the Lord of the whole earth. You see, there was two in charge of this thing, getting the construction done on this thing. And the Lord wanted to show them, there's just two of you, but there's some light between you. You're not standing there by yourself. There's not just oil flowing from your tree because you're good, but it's because you stand next to the Lord of the whole earth. We serve a mighty God. And I've come to just decree to this church here today that there is an advancing that God wants to do through the people of God. And we don't even know how to make it work. We don't even know how the finances are going to work to build all these Bible colleges, Brother Chase. But God's saying, you're not standing with your brother and your sister by yourself. But you're standing with me, the Lord of the whole earth. Hallelujah. You see, they did build that place. Hallelujah. The Bible says that the, in Ezra chapter 6, it says that the elders of the Jews builded and they prospered through the prophesying of Haggai and the prophet Zechariah. Hallelujah. And they builded and finished it according to the commandments 
of the God of Israel. He said, I'm going to see this, this thing through. It's going to look like a mountain to you. It's going to look like it's impossible, but I'm just going to level that mountain. I'm going to make it like a plane. It's going to be perfect, and it's going to happen, and I'm going to do it in my time because you've partnered together, because you've partnered with me. I can work. I hope you're hearing me here today. I'm not going to be much longer. Brother Lucas, if you'll come and give us hope. Matthew 18, Jesus said this, Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall bound, bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, Peter. Peter, I'm going to give you some power in your words to bind and to loose things. Whatsoever ye loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again I say unto you, that if two of you, hallelujah, shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, and it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Jesus was telling him, you have power in your words, hallelujah, but if two of you will agree as touching any one thing, it shall be done. It wasn't long, long later that this man, Peter, and John were just headed to church like they always were, going together. And they met a lame man at the gate of the church, the gate that's called Beautiful. In Acts chapter 3. And they didn't have anything that they could give him for money. The man asked, hey, do you have any alms? Can you give me some money? As he was begging to have food. Praise God. But he looked at him and he said, well, I don't got any of that. But such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus. And he took him by the hand. And he received strength when he lifted him. Hallelujah. He took him by the hand and he received his strength. But he was there and his brother agreed with him. That's where the power is. It's when we agree together in the name of Jesus. Let's stand to our feet all around this house. Hallelujah. I don't want us to be a church that just comes here for support. No. I feel like God is speaking to us that it's time that with my brother, with my sister, we advance. We do a work of God. Amen. Hallelujah, there is a work that needs to be done in this city. And not any one of us can do it. I'm, I'm going to say something. Our senior pastor is a man of vision. He is a man of anointing. But there is a reason he wants you to be involved. Because you partnered with him and partnered with each other. We are the church. The church isn't a personality. 
Church isn't me. God forbid I get hit by a bus tomorrow. Church isn't me. Right? But the church is us. Partnered together in God. Oh, praise God. If there is just two of us in this church, it would be enough. I'm sure you can ask Sister W. They, they founded the church in Vacaville. They, they had that church in Vacaville in their living room for a time. They baptized people in Sister Cindy's pool. Usually in the wintertime, they're freezing to death. But they were a team. And because they were a team, it began to grow. Hallelujah. It can grow if we're partnered together. So much more than it can if we were divided. I, I, I just want to say, I don't think anything's going on. I don't know anything's going on. But I feel this so strong in the Holy Ghost that we've got to pull closer to each other. That we need each other. And it's not just so I have someone I can lean on, but it's so that we can do a work of God. It's so that we can be the light of the world, a city that's set on a hill. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but this makes me want to be at every connect group. This makes me want to be at everything I can be at. I, I'll be at youth service. I'll, I'll be at lady service. Y'all kick me out. Praise God. Because I just love the family of God. I just love the people of God. And I know God can do so much more. Hallelujah. There's a Zerubbabel wondering, how am I going to do this? It's because there's not just one olive tree. It's because there's two olive trees. It's because you got somebody else you're working with on this foundation. You've got someone else who can hold these things together with you. Oh God, we need each other. I want you to find somebody. And I want you to bring them to this altar here today. Don't come here by yourself. Hallelujah, but find a brother, find a sister where it's appropriate. Bring them to this altar. Oh God, we, we desire you to work through us. Oh God, the Lord's not working through me. The Lord's working through us. Maybe there's a Paul and a, and a Silas who's disappointed. I feel like I've been doing everything I can right. But here I am in prison. Take your brother and give some worship to God. I don't understand what's happening in my life right now. I don't understand why things aren't going the right way right now. It's dark. It's cold. And all I want to do is cry. This 
it's just going to be a foundation. Take your brother by the hand and say it's not by might. It's not by our power. But it's by your spirit. God's got a word for you, Zerubbabel. Thanks again for joining us for this podcast. It's such an honor that we could have you, and we pray you were blessed by the word today. We want to stay connected with you, and so give us a follow on our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. You can find all of those on our website at firstchurch.app. You can also stay connected with us through that uh, website, and you can download it as an app on your phone from there. And so until the next time, we pray you're blessed. Have a great week in Jesus' name.